Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello everyone, I am Jordan Hall and you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. The Flyers have two wins in their last three games. That might not seem like anything to write home about for the Flyers, but it is progress because the team had two wins in its last 18 games before this. So you are starting to see some signs of growth from the Flyers and wins are a good way to show growth. At the end of the day, teams do look for results even when they're rebuilding, retooling, or in a transitional year, however you want to put it. So the Flyers had a really good win over the Devils, in which they survived 49 shots from New Jersey. Carter Hart stopped 48 of them, and they won 2-1 up at the Prudential Center. They came back to earth and lost to the Rangers 6-3. And then most recently, last night, they picked up a 5-3 win over the Blue Jackets, giving them 2-3. and three. So we're going to get into my three takeaways from this recent stretch by the Flyers. So let's get started. Number one, Kevin Hayes. He was benched for the third period of the win over the Devils. Tortorella followed that up by benching him for the full game, not not playing him, not dressing him against the Rangers, Kevin Hayes' former team. As much as John Tortorella wants to minimize his decision to act as if it's just a decision that a coach makes every day, he can't. Uh, because you can't just sit your leading scorer and think it's not a storyline. It is it is a storyline, whether he wants to believe it is or not. Uh, and the fact is, fans deserve to know why Kevin Hayes is not playing. He's leading the team in points. He's making some of the most money on the team. So fans invest a lot in this team. They pay to come and watch games. They watch games on television. They buy merchandise. And Kevin Hayes is one of the highest paid players. He's leading the team in scoring. He's a leader. He's a face of the team. And fans deserve some transparency to, you know, on why he's not on the ice, why they come to a game and they don't see Kevin Hayes. So I think John Tortorella needs to understand that. Uh, but I understand where he's coming from. He's you know, he's very much protective of his players in the media. He He's had a track record of doing this. He's not going to blow things up. He's going to try to minimize things. He's going to try to sugarcoat storylines as much as he can. So he's doing that with Kevin Hayes. He was pretty tight-lipped about the decision uh, after the New Jersey game about why he didn't play him in the third period. He was pretty tight-lipped when we found out that he wasn't playing Saturday. Uh, he gave us very little on his reasoning behind it and the conversation he had with Kevin Hayes. It's pretty clear it's defensive 
Uh, it's Kevin Hayes' defensive game and his responsibilities defensively and not turning the puck over. He wants to see him be more responsible in that regard. But he's been mostly tight-lipped, and he's not going to say much. And he got pretty snappy after last night's game when asked about his evaluation of Kevin Hayes' performance. He said he thinks the media is trying to kind of pin Hayes against him and him against Hayes, and he thinks it's ludicrous that uh, you know people try to act like it's Tortorella versus Hayes. He doesn't want that to happen. But the fact is, John Tortorella needs to understand it is a storyline. Um, if you sit your leading scorer, people will write about it. People des- deserve to know why it's happening, and they want transparency. They want to feel like they're in the know. Uh, people invest in the team, and they want to they want to know why the head coach is making a major decision like this. So I think Tortorella needs to understand the the what comes with making that type of decision. I think he does, but he's trying his best to squash it and and not have it be a major storyline. And my, my final point on Kevin Hayes: there's probably a lot of debate now about his future here. Uh, will he be here next year? Is he a part of the solution moving forward? Uh, I think you just need to be patient with this. I, you know, a lot of people think the Flyers are multiple years away from contending, and that's incredibly fair and justified. Things can change fast. And I will say it's it's not like Kevin Hayes is on the final year, two years of his deal, and he's 33, 34, and really aging slash declining. I mean, this is a 30-year-old center, a six-foot-five center, who's on pace to have the most points in his career. So I think people would very much agree this is a 30-year-old center, six-foot-five, and in his prime. So I'm not sure to write off Kevin Hayes and say this guy isn't a part of this moving forward. Uh, he, he, he He's in a very solid age range in terms of primes of career. He has all the ingredients to be a part of this in terms of his his size, his ability to score, and and what he can do defensively and on the PK. And and he's very much a part of the locker room and his contract, he still has three more years on it. Uh so I, I wouldn't write off Kevin Hayes and think that he he can't be a part of a winning team here or a winning core. Um give it time, be patient. I really don't think we have to worry about or talk about Kevin Hayes' future here just yet. I do think he's very much a part of this. I do think the organization very much likes him. And I think he's in a spot right now where he needs to win over his coach a little bit. And that comes with with star players or players that are the faces on a team and a new head coach. Ten, you know, new head coach tends to sometimes butt heads with certain players, particularly ones that um, have a lot of responsibility and are tasked with doing a lot and leading the way. So uh, long story short, not ready to write off Kevin Hayes here in Philadelphia. I think you got to be patient and see where this team goes over the course of the season, where Kevin Hayes is, and uh, and we'll see where things are come this summer, where you know typically a lot of change happens uh, within the NHL, bigger moves are made, and and you really start to evaluate those decisions. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. So it has to be re- refreshing for the Flyers to start to see some results from their young players, these guys that they're trying to get a real thorough read on this year. Everyone knows it's a transitional year for the team. Right now they're 11, 15, and 7. They are very much looking toward the future and building this and not – I don't think anyone is naive to the fact that the Flyers are not contending this year or, or you know have a really good shot to make the playoffs. It's 
it's very clear where they are right now. And John Tortorello has made that clear in his words that this could take many years. But you still want to see process from your young players. And if you're seeing them progress and doing so in wins with and with production, that's a real positive. And right now the Flyers are getting some of the most the most progress they've probably seen from some of their young key pieces. Morgan Frost has seven points in his last eight games, three goals, four assists, and he's been all over the ice. He's been consistent. He's been reliable defensively. Owen Tippett has six points in his last eight games, four goals, two assists. These are two 23-year-old players um, that could be very important to the future, and they're really getting their first crack at full seasons in the NHL. Um, So you're going to see waves. Uh, We've already seen waves from both players. But uh, it's very positive for the team and the organization when you start to see those waves and you see them start to stay up and going up and and, and still going up. So the Flyers are starting to see some, some growth from some younger players, and that's a real positive. And I think it's even more positive when you see it in wins, when you see it get results, because it's tough to tell players or have young players believe they're doing the right things and that their points or their play – uh, it is important and it's working when you're not getting wins. So the fact that the Flyers have picked up a couple wins while some of their young players are doing good things uh, is even better. And another another young guy to focus on is Cam York. It, uh, since he's come up six games, he's been excellent. He's putting up points. He's defensively responsible. He's in the plus category and plus minus. Um, so 21-year-old defenseman, I believe he turns 22 in January, one of the top prospects in the organization, a guy that just fills so many holes for this team or could fill holes. And he's come up here from Lehigh Valley and he's, he's given himself every reason to stay and the organization to keep him here. So that's been positive. So there's some positives around the young players. These are spurts. You need to see it more consistently in, sh- in, in longer stretches. We'll see if the Flyers can get that, but overall good stuff there. Opioid addiction is a national public health crisis. The Someone You Know podcast from the Independence Blue Cross Foundation offers inspiring stories that challenge stigma, offer hope, and humanizes the disease of addiction. Download the new season three of Someone You Know on all major podcast platforms. My third and final point is the Flyers find themselves really balancing winning and rebuilding, retooling. I asked John Tortorella about this after last night's win you know, we constantly talk about positives and losses. Like, okay, like, you know, who did this well despite the loss? Well, they actually have two wins in their last three games, as I mentioned. And I asked him if getting results is still important to this process. And he said, absolutely. It's, you know, we prepare each and every game to win. Um, but us as coaches have to deal with circumstances when they're losing. How how do they keep their players in the right frame of mind? How do they keep them focused on the big picture? How do they keep them at a, at a decent spot confidence wise and understanding that, you know, you might not always get the results, but you have to see what you're doing, right. See what you're doing wrong, evaluate it and push forward and make sure they understand that the team is building. So, you know, they're not going to forget winning and they're going to balance that, but they're also going to obviously have the big picture in mind. They're going to keep things in perspective And that can lead to long seasons at time because you deal with a lot of losses and a lot of the same mold of what were the positives in a loss and what can you guys build on from here? 
But at the end of the day, I think everyone would agree wins can be important. Some might not agree with that because there's so much focus on the NHL draft lottery and getting high-end talent furthest up in the draft. And, you know, teams typically get better or or they really transition quicker when they're acquiring high-end talent. And the best way to do that is the entry draft. And the best slot you get in that draft, the likely the better upside and talent you'll get. But winning is also important for the young pieces already in-house. It goes a long way when they're learning through winning, figuring out how to win games late, um, taking confidence from executing late in games, and taking that into the next game. So you can't just go into games and accept losing and be happy with losing. It's going to build a losing culture at the end of the day. Um, And it won't build a a very promising mindset for guys that are in-house, young pieces that the Flyers need to actually, you know, build around. Like they do have some guys that they had to build around. Kim Yorks, Joel Farabee's, Owen Tippett's, Morgan Frost's. Um, Those are just to name a few. Uh, young players that the Flyers need to focus on, get a good read on, and see if they're a part of things moving forward, and also help them develop winning habits uh, in this season. So, you know, if they lose, then they take the positives from the loss, accept it, and move forward. But they are trying to win, and I can't fault them for that. Uh, that's that's part of growing is trying to figure out ways to win. So it's a balance that I think we're going to see all season. Balance winning with the process. Um, but something that should make the, the season very intriguing the rest of the way, watching young kids, seeing how they grow, and seeing how quickly the Flyers can can get this thing going in a proper direction. Can they string together consecutive wins? Can their young players take major strides quicker than maybe some people anticipate? I think it's all worth watching, and we'll have it all covered right here on the Flyers Talk podcast. A big thank you to Ben Berry, my podcast producer and guru. He is the best. He's always flexible with my time and always there for us. Big thank you to Ben and Flyers fans. Of course, as always, a big thank you to you for always listening to the Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time.